Alright, this is not even the full card. But it's something to go on. Um, because we have... Um, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, we got like seven and a half days to make some more freaking matches. Um, I know Alex said that he's an AEW fan and, um, Alex, I need you to listen to my story pretty closely. Um, just so you know that, um, I'm going to snooze, uh, ads for like a little bit. Um, Cool. Awesome. Alex, when you, um, find the details on that, you're going to have to send me a message um, about how we're going to do that. But while you're searching, um, so after WWE let me go in 2018, um, November of 2018, I went to, uh, the big event, uh, which, you know, I paid for that with, um, pay for my tickets with that WWE money. Uh, so I was able to meet all the EVPs, uh, before they decided to make AEW. Um, and we all had a great time chatting and stuff like that. And, you know, they basically, all of them except for Kenny Omega knows that I've worked for WWE. Um, so fast forward, they make AEW. I was a huge supporter of AEW. I really enjoyed it. It was something new. It was something fresh. Um, and I truly believe that it was definitely the alternative and, you know, I really did enjoy it. If you go back into my archives, I have uh, podcast episodes about it. But then it started getting where I was ranting about it because there was just certain shit that they were doing. Um, and mainly the rants were towards Cody Rhodes. Uh, now that Cody Rhodes is in WWE, I'm all like, I'm sorry that I ever ranted. Like, I totally get it now. Um, but, yeah, it's just that lately... Um, for a good while, AEW has not been hitting the right, um, stuff for me to like really fall back in love with it. And, um, um, you know, so if I say anything, I, I don't, I don't just say this sucks and move on. What I do is that I would say that I do not like this and then I will give substantial reasons why I don't like it. And then I will give suggestions on like how to improve it because the whole entire thing of the square circle podcast by me marie shadows is basically to try and make professional wrestling better than it was yesterday i still want professional wrestling to be as messy as it is as unique as it is however if there are flaws that keep on happening and the and those flaws do not fix itself or improve that's the that's the flaws that I'm going after to try and fix it and present a different perspective um for fans around the world who are listening to this um why the flaws need to be fixed because if all you do is stay in a positive bubble you're not growing you're not trying to um make something that you say you love um the best that it could truly be like it's like wrestling is never going to be perfect, but wrestling can be the best it's ever been with having constructive criticisms with the great, great is not the right word I want to use with 
constructive criticisms with different perspectives from like myself or anyone else from the chat or anyone else that would join me on a panel or something because we all see wrestling different but the umbrella of it all is basically like the love that we have for something so unique um and yes i do consider professional wrestling a sport because that's what it is but i just don't want people to just automatically think that um you know, I just shit on the company because I want to shit on the company. Um, the only reason why I'm saying this, uh, this long thing is because, uh, Reddit, uh, you know, Reddit is a, is a gamble every time that I post in like the new Japan, uh, Reddit subreddit. And, um, you know, I didn't have a really great interaction with, you know, two of the people there, even though they're like just regular users and stuff like that. Um, but it, it was to the point of that, like, I already said my piece on why I don't like CM Punk anymore. And then they use that as a way of like, you know, oh, that they can't follow my stuff. And that that was the first thing they went to rather than like the other stuff that I have on my Substack. Um, so, you know, I was just thinking about like, you know, what exactly is my podcast? And my podcast is definitely to... Well, my podcast and content is definitely to make wrestling better than it was yesterday. But I would never just straight out, like most other podcasters, whoever listens to other podcasters, I would never just straight out say, this sucks, and leave it at that. No, I'm always going to be like, well, this didn't go over well. This didn't do well. This didn't feel right because of X, Y, and Z. Um, so that's a little like PSA out there for, you know, you guys just to understand like where my content is coming from, what I do, this is what I do, um, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, getting to the forbidden door, uh, pay-per-view card of what we have. Um, Alex in the chat says that he has some thoughts. He thinks Kenny will appear at forbidden door. I don't think Kenny is going to appear on wrestling for a good while. That man needs like some more years off, man. Like he needs a fucking vacation. Um, just because of everything that he's put his body through and it's been like nonstop and stuff. So, you know, I, I would rather Kenny come back like 110%. Um, but these are the card. These are the, these are the cards. These are the matches that, um, we are definitely going to be going over. Um, let's start with this really convoluted fucking tag team of a match. Meaning the six-man match, the trios match, whatever you want to call it. Um, like, this is so convoluted. First of all, how do you say to your fans that tune in every Wednesday, every Friday, how do you say to them, John Moxley and Tanahashi are going to have a face-off? And they're going to have like a promo battle off. And you have Jericho come out and destroy the whole shit. And very, just bury the fact that John Moxie and Tanahashi had a face-off with his announcement of new members that don't fucking make sense to join him and to face Eddie Kingston, Yuta, and Shota Umino. Like, I was like, how do you bury something that is supposed to headline Forbidden Door? Jericho's not fucking headlining Forbidden Door. So, like, you know, he wouldn't like it if somebody else tried to come in and do that shit to him. 
And, you know, like, how the fuck was John Moxley agreeing to that? Oh, my God. That that bothered the hell out of me. Where, like, Jericho just came out, did that shit. We had a brawl in there. You know, I get it's supposed to set up for, like, next week where we have... Who do we have? I think it's Jericho and Sammy. Or it could be Jericho and Suzuki. I don't know. Uh, taking on uh, John Moxie and Tanahashi. And it's like, okay, I get you set that up for that. But obviously, AEW likes to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Um, but, uh, you know, I just didn't like how it happened, how it went down. Uh, that That's like a disrespect to Tanahashi. Like, Tanahashi knows English. But he may not be as confident, but, you know, let them have the face off. Um, so this convoluted six man is Chris Jericho, Murder Grandpa, which is Minoru Suzuki, and Sammy Guevara. First of all, before I go any further, this is how you know AEW needs a writing team. And by the way, for any new viewers that are lurking out there and that you're this is the first time that you're seeing uh, Marie Shadows, me, I have a degree in creative writing. I also have a publishing certificate and my biggest dream in the world was to write for WWE. That didn't happen, but I decided to be part of the WWE network. Um, but I'll talk about that later or I'll just uh, link you guys like the episodes of like my WWE days. Um, but either way, I want to be a writer. And um, this is how you can tell WWE, uh, WWE. This is how you can tell AEW needs writers because Sammy Guevara went back to Jericho after leaving Jericho. Why? Sammy and Tay already has the heat of go home. Like, go home, Sammy and Tay. Like, we don't really want you there. Like, it's not good or bad heat. It's more like you guys are just so obnoxious that it's like, go the fuck home. Um... Especially when Sammy decided to dress as uh, Fuego Del So and then uh, blindside attack uh, Ortiz. And that's how Ortiz is now bald. And I'm like, Sammy, go the fuck home. You were not needed in that. Like, it doesn't make sense for you to go back to Jericho unless you're going to like dethrone Jericho and like take over the team. But I don't see that either. But to go back to... Um, but to go back to like, uh, uh, to go back to somebody else that you left, um, basically like, you know, doesn't really work well. Um, give me a second here, guys. Uh, So, yeah, um, that's one thing where, like, I, I didn't understand, um, about it, um, and then to face Kingston because, uh, Jericho still has problems with him, and then you have Yuta and Shota, and they got problems with, like, I, they don't have problems with Suzuki, I know that, but, 
you know, it's just a trios match. I just hope that goes on first of the pay-per-view. Um, you know. Give me a second. So yeah, I really hope that 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 goes first. Um, as far as as far as who I want to win, um, I don't know because I like Suzuki. Really? Excuse me. Freaking phones. Um, okay, so uh, Alex says that he thinks Osprey and Orange is going to open the show. Um, if they do, I I wouldn't I wouldn't like that, but that makes sense for them to do that. Um, I would just want um. The trios match to get done. Um, and then we'll move on to something else. Um, I guess we could definitely go to Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. Um, you know, I wanted Osprey uh, to battle somebody else. I wanted Osprey to like... Um, I am too. Uh, I am an Osprey fan as well. Um... So, yeah, I would definitely, especially right now. He, yeah, he has um, he has Akira Francesco, which I like. I, I like that he has uh, Akira in there as well. Um, I don't get Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy is not my type of wrestler. Um, but I know he's other people's uh, type of wrestlers, and that's cool. That's awesome. I'm not getting on you guys for liking Orange Cassidy. It's just that me personally, I don't see the appeal to Orange Cassidy. I really don't. Um, so I wanted like Osprey to face somebody else. Like he could have faced, um, you know, if if Andrade didn't have the problems he was having because he signed to CML CMLL, and CMLL is not going to be doing. Uh, partnerships with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, you know, I would have loved Andrade versus uh, Will Ospreay. That would have been great. Um, Andrade, uh, no, Osprey versus, like, anyone else on the roster other than Orange Cassidy would have been great. Um, hopefully, Osprey goes over in this match uh, just because I want Osprey to go over. Um, it just makes sense. Um if not, if Osprey doesn't go over, um, you know, then he'll say that, uh, you know, they, they, there's, there's a conspiracy against them with in, 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 a, in AEW. Uh, Orange is a wrestler to make you laugh in wrestling with his attitude. Yeah, I, I could see that. I just, you know, I just don't get it. Um, let's talk about this winner takes all tag team title match. Why? 
why does all the titles need to be on the line? Why? <laughs> Jeff Cobb and the Great Ocon just got back their freaking titles from Chase and um, and Fale back in Dominion, which isn't that long ago. And you're going to have them put up their IWGP World Tag Team Championships against Rapungi Vice, who has nothing, um, and uh, against FTR that they're going to be putting up their Ring of Honor cha- Championship titles. So does this mean that the the championship holders don't have to get pinned to get beat and then if they if if they get beaten this really this really hurts my brain for a second um really soon i think come out the rankings of PWI and one side you have the usos uh the other side you have FTR. So are you saying that this is to show that FTR is one of the, the best tag teams in the world? They can win. Well, yeah, if FTR if FTR wins the IWGP World Tag Team Championships, one, I'll be upset. Two, um, they can definitely claim their stake as being one of the greatest tag teams in the world. And um, they will definitely be on the PWI's list for best tag team, and they'll probably they'll probably beat out the Usos because I think the Usos were like number one. Um, I think the Usos were number one when they did the power rankings. Um, but yes, I will be upset if Jeff Cobb and the Great Ocon lose their IWGP titles. At <laughs> so like. If Rapungi Vice pins any one of them, they get the fucking belts. This is why I don't like a winner-take-all thing because there's no rules, there's no boundaries. Um, you know, I'd rather have Dax and Cash enter themselves into uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's World Tag League and definitely... Like, you know, stake their claim for why they are the best tag team in the world and stake their claim why they should be holding the IWGP World Tag Team Champions and not the current champions or anyone in the future, you know, when, you know, when we get there. Um, let FTR also face uh, G.O.D. once, uh, you know, Loa is better with his knee injury. Like, I just don't like the whole winner-takes-all uh, type of deal at all. Like, I really don't. Um, I'm really concerned about this match because, again, I don't want my guys, Jeff Cobb and the Great Ocon of the United Empire, to lose their fucking belts when they haven't got the, when they haven't made the, the, the tag team division, you know, fucking great. <laughs> like, New Japan had to take the damn belts off of them during Dantaku because it was a celebration of Bullet Club. And then once we come to uh, Dominion, they get it back, which is awesome. And then now they're in a fucking triple tag team match where they can lose it. (laughs) I don't care about FTR losing the Ring of Honor tag team belts. Like, that's fine. Um, If they lose it, they lose it. But, um... 
other than that, like, I don't care about uh, FTR with the Ring of Honor belts. I care more about the IWGP belts because for some reason, when it comes to certain wrestlers in, in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, they don't get to hold the belts long enough. If they're not a heel in New Japan Pro Wrestling, they don't hold, they don't hold the belts long enough. And that's what I hate. Baby, baby faces should be holding the belts long, um, you know, as long as the heels and also elevating their, their respective divisions. So like Jeff Cobb and the Great Ocon, like that's the first ever tag team to have both of them together and they both work really well together. And so, you know, they haven't even started to build the tag team division in their image. It's the same way with Tama Tonga. Him losing the freaking never openweight championship title to Carl Anderson. And we all know Carl Anderson is not going to freaking raise that division. Like we know this for a fact. Um, like it bothers me that like when they put this uh, card together and when they think about wrestling, um, they don't think about how is this going to impact both companies? How is this going to impact the divisions? Because let's just say that FTR wins all the gold. Is anyone going to fly them over to Japan to be working? Um, maybe, you know, I don't know. I want My brain wants to say triple the schedule because now they have to keep up with storylines and face this guy and face that that guy, those, those tag team, uh, want a shot at it. Like, you know, are they going to fly them out to Japan? Because it seems like FTR is like scared of leaving the fucking States. Cause if anything, um, if they really wanted to make a statement right after the great Ocon and Jeff Cobb jumped them on rampage or dynamite, no dynamite jumped them on dynamite. They should have been on a fucking plane and over there to Japan to fucking like fuck them up if they were really upset about it. This is why it feels like it's one-sided and yet then the internet wrestling community, um, you know, get on me for like the shit that I say. It's one-sided. This is Tony Khan flexing the ability to stop certain people to not going over to Japan to basically have both fan bases come together and be like, yes, I want to see the forbidden door because my wrestlers got jumped, right? In, in, in dynamite. First of all, I don't claim FTR as being one of my guys. Um, uh, I don't claim them to be as one of my guys. Like, you know, they're there. Um, but for other people out there, for other fans that are out there for FTR, you will basically say, my guys got jumped on Dynamite, so I want them to go fight the New Japan guys over in Japan, and I'll find a way to watch it, or I'll listen to someone's podcast, my podcast, uh, who's going to talk about it, and, you know, I'm going to root for them to beat the shit out of Jeff Cobb and the Great Ocon who got away. Like, where is that kind of competition, that, like, kind of spirited competition to, like, do that kind of stuff. Tony Khan is so worried about trying to talk bad about WWE and trying to take shots at WWE and shit. Like, focus on the story at hand. Focus on the guys that you have. And, like, don't make this partnership feel, like, one-sided where, like, New Japan guys has to come to AEW to boost up your numbers because you're not doing anything marketable to boost up your own numbers to get more people to watch who are not necessarily, like, wrestling fans per se you know 
um, that, that casual fan, because that casual fan is not a myth. It's there. And the only reason why I know it's there is because my Substack, which is a newsletter and is primarily wrestling, you guys should be signing up at marieshadows.substack.com. Because I'm in the Substack program, which I'll talk about a little bit later because we got to celebrate that. I'm in the Substack program, and when I introduce myself into one of their programs and explain what my newsletter is, a lot of people on those on uh, responding to me were once wrestling fans that fell out of love with wrestling, but their other family members watch wrestling. And guess what? And guess what wrestling they watch? They watch WWE. So that casual fan is not a myth. That casual fan is still there. Um, it's just that sometimes people just think on a smaller on a smaller social media scale level. So yeah. All right. Let me like stop um ranting about this because if not i'm gonna not pay attention to like my chat and by the way i can't really do much about the sun behind me you guys gonna have to like deal with my awesome halo that's here all like the light and shit uh jersey devil what's up man um i'm i'm not trying to ignore you don't think i am um okay let me go back up here because i know alex says some stuff um okay so okay Cool, 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 cool. Um, I, I hope that this is the beginning of cooperation, but then again, you got to remember that Tony Khan basically told on himself when he was in an interview, and he explained why he stopped uh, John Moxie from meeting uh, Tanahashi. Um, uh, you know, he explained why he stopped uh John Moxley for meeting Tanahashi, and I fucking hate that shit. And people got on me for that too, saying I don't know, I don't know anything. This is for Tony Khan's ego more than it is for the fans. Okay, I'm just saying that right now. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah. They're both to work to fix it, but I don't, I say this every single time. I don't trust Tony Khan. I really don't. And the fanboys that trust Tony Khan would then, you know, they probably got like fucked over so many times in their lives that they just think that this is normal, but it's not. It's like, bro, Tony Khan is always telling on himself when he's in these interviews. And then if I point it out, I'm the wrong person. I'm, I'm totally wrong. Uh, Jersey Devil said, uh, when was the last time FTR even defended the Ring of Honor titles? Uh, the last time they defended it was at, uh, Supercard of Honor. Um, and then because Tony Khan doesn't believe in Ring of Honor, because Ring of Honor doesn't sell enough in pay-per-views, um, you're probably, we're probably not going to get, you know, much Ring of Honor. So they're going to continue with the titles. Um... And what was it? Uh, and as it stands at the moment, would you even want the Ring of Honor belts? <sighs> Man. And just so you know, Jersey Devil, who's in the chat, he's a lapsed. He is a lapsed wrestling fan. There we go. Um, yeah, that's what I think, too, Alex. I think that eventually Ring of Honor uh, will become like the NXT of AEW. Uh, but then again, if that if that is the case... 
if Ring of Honor is going to be the next AEW, I'm sorry, if Ring of Honor is going to be the next NXT of AEW, um, then that means that we have to deal, we have to get, get rid of AEW Dark, AEW Dark Evelation, and maybe give away freaking AEW Rampage. Because all three of those don't do shit for AEW Dynamite. Um, yeah, definitely developmental territory. Um, but yeah, back to my fucking rant over here. Because, you know, I love New Japan. I really do. New Japan is, like, very solid. You know, they're not perfect, okay? They have they have their, their skeletons in their closet, too. But the men that work for New Japan Pro Wrestling, they put on one hell of a show. They know how to tell a story inside the ring. They know how to tell a story outside the ring. There's just something, like, that passion that they have is very um, infectious and very, like, you know, I could gravitate towards that. I can get behind a Jeff Cobb and a Great Ocon and, you know, basically, like, support them. I could get behind my boy Hanare. I could get behind Will Ospreay and Akira Francesco and uh, TJP. And, like, I always want to see them wrestle. I always want to see them, you know, do more in New Japan Pro Wrestling and wrestling in general um, when it's fucking logical. A winner takes all for these type of belts are not fucking logical because then what's going to happen? You know, I have a lot more questions than answers and that seems to be the thing for AEW. AEW definitely does the, I'm going to leave you with more questions than answers. And it's like, no, you wouldn't do that. I use this analogy a lot. I'm surprised people don't get tired of me using this analogy, but I use this analogy of when it comes to your favorite TV show, whether that's, you know, binge watching, like, you know, Stranger Things, because I know people are talking about Stranger Things. Um, but whatever show you love on your streaming platforms, you guys would not like it if the main character of your favorite show shows up for week week one, week two, um, and then all of a sudden disappears, and then week uh, nine comes back as if nothing happens. You guys would not like that. So I don't understand why wrestling fans, especially AEW wrestling fans, just take everything that Tony Khan gives them without fucking question. That's not how you improve the business. Um, but yes, Alex, to your question, this is this is a very incomplete card. This is the, the matches that we have uh, so far. Um, when it comes to Jay White, I think we're going to be having... Uh, Jay White versus Adam Cole versus uh, Hangman Adam Page. Um, I don't feel Okada needs to be in the Forbidden Door. I just don't feel he he needs to be there. He doesn't really need to. Um, it would be nice to like hear um, the uh, you know the coin drop and stuff, but I I don't think Okada needs to be there. Um, Okada versus Hangman, I don't think that's going to happen, but if it's the, but if it does, that's totally fine. Jay White was like, you know, Oka, uh, Hangman can have Okada um, because Hangman, you know, even though I'm wearing a Hangman shirt, right? I'm wearing a Hangman shirt. I used to like the guy. I don't like the guy anymore. Uh... You bet $100 that Kenny Omega will be on the show. 
um, like I said, man, like I hope that he's healthy and happy and, and stuff like that. Um, if he is on a show, that's awesome. Oh, but not involved in action. Yeah. I mean, like it'll be, it'll be nice if he opens up the show and, and says, you know, have a little like promo. That'd be great. Oh, excuse me. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, I'm going to move on from the, from the title picture, from the tag team title picture, because if not, I'm going to go around in circles and it's just going to be like, this is really bad. Above it is the, um, the fatal four way for the AEW all Atlantic championship title match. I said in my previous podcast episodes that I do not like the title of the belt. Um, it could have been named something else. We have Miro, we have Pac, whoever wins between Black and Penta, and then whoever wins in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Just so you guys know, my backing is Miro. I think that Miro is going to win this and be the first ever All-Atlantic champion. Um, I do not see I do not see AEW giving this to a New Japan guy because... AEW does not have a good track record of allowing New Japan guys to win on uh, their soil um, in their home promotion, meaning AEW. Um, somebody could make the argument for, like, you know, Osprey winning his match or, like, Jay White winning his matches whenever they're on um, AEW. But you got to remember, they are American... And like Jay White is American, uh, even though he's from New Zealand, but you know, he's American um, now. Um, Osprey, even though he's from the UK, like he'll be considered and thought of as an American. Like he's like both Osprey and Jay don't look Japanese. So, you know, you could try and like say that, oh, yeah, well, they win. You know, they're part of New Japan, but I hope you guys understand what I'm talking about. Um, Because Ishii didn't win. Um, Murder Grandpa, I don't even remember if he won. Um, You know, but, yeah, you know, some people will try to make the argument that Will Ospreay and uh, Jay White win when they're on there, but that's only because of, like, they don't look like Japanese. You know, it's one of those things. Um, all right, so hold on. Um, yeah, the title is like the Intercontinental Championship, um, but I just, I just don't like the um, the title of it. Um, Jersey Devil said, uh, "Once Kenny is back, how quickly does TK put him over Jonathan Gresham for the Ring of Honor title?" I don't know. That's a very good question. I don't know. I don't even have, like, a thought about it. I really don't. Um, which is kind of weird, because I have, like, thoughts about everything. Um, but for that one, I really don't have... I don't have a thought for it. Um, again, the question will be, does Kenny Omega need the Ring of Honor title? Um, I, I know he never held it, because I followed Ring of Honor. Um, to my knowledge, he never held it. 
Um, but you know, if Ring of Honor was taken seriously, then yeah, you know, why not have Kenny Omega as champion for a little bit? But you know, Kenny Omega does very great as like a television champion as well. Um, he could definitely carry a company. We know that. But again, the question is like, does Kenny Omega need a Ring of Honor title? Like, I don't know. Um, so let's talk about this woman's match. <laughs> you guys know that this is the only woman's match we're getting on this card, right? We're not getting a second one. We're not getting a third one. And no, if I see another fucking tweet out there that says, you know, um, New Japan, like, where is their women's division? Or, like, New Japan has a women's division. Can you guys do fucking research? I just need you guys to do fucking research. That's all I need you guys to do. For the longest, New Japan Pro Wrestling, now, they don't have a women's division. They tried back in the day um to have a women's division but it wasn't it wasn't uh catching on this is why we have stardom and please go watch stardom stardom is fucking fantastic i really wish that american um female wrestlers can study uh stardom and all the rest of the japanese uh joshi wrestling out there uh and like try to live as a as a sisterhood as a you know together so that way your matches can be as smooth as like stardom um that might get me heat but then again like most of the shit that i say gets me heat because people like are so wrapped up emotionally you know um like this is an AEW straight up um match New Japan Pro Wrestling, when they were promoting Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm, they did include that Tony Storm was a former uh, Stardom champion. Um, so you know, at least New Japan is doing their part. AEW are fucking lazy. They're, they they don't they don't do their part. And you know, sometimes the way that I phrase things, yes, it might sound like I'm coming off as an AEW hater, but. When New Japan Pro Wrestling has to put in 110% more when it comes to promoting um, a freaking pay-per-view that AEW wanted, that TK wanted, it's sort of really bad. It looks bad. It looks bad when you're just not really promoting it how you should be. But yet then it's on Twitter promoting like Dynamite Rampage, you know, stuff like this. But like, you know... AEW does the bare minimum of promoting, and that's because Tony Khan doesn't have a team. If Tony Khan had a team, then it would be better. Uh, but thank you, New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, New Japan Global, for actually putting in more work to promote this pay-per-view than uh, AEW. And again, the sun is back there. There's no way for me to, like, really close my blinds to, like, have to, you know, see me right, you know? Yeah. Uh, let me go back up and read some comments. Um, okay, so Alex uh, basically uh, said, 
The only women's division in New Japan Pro Wrestling was when Bull Nakano, I'm, I'm, I know I butchered that name, uh, was on the business. Um, Lioness Asuka, uh, the Hagiwara. Wara. I'm fucking up those names. I apologize. But yes, that's the only time that, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling had their women's division um, and stuff like that. Yes, I'm showing you guys the light. The light. Light. Anyway, um, this is what happens when it's uh, 4.30 um, Eastern time that, you know, the sun just comes right into the living room. And I have lights in front of me and I, you know, really bad. Um, yeah, they, they were the wrestlers of the eighties. So, um, how much light do I have? I have a lot of light, Alex, like my, <laughs> the sun comes into my living room. I am from, uh, Bronx, New York. Uh, so, you know, the way that this building is like structured, the sun easily like comes in, uh, into my, into my apartment. And then I have lights in front of me and then, yeah. Um, I could, I could try to like, uh, shield it, but, um, I could try. I will, I will try, but I want the wind to come in because it's, it's hot over here. Um, you know, it is, it is summer, so you guys got to deal with, uh, you know, my light in the back. Um, oh, you've been to, uh, you haven't been here in four years. Interesting. Um, New York is okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jersey Devil is not wrong about that statement, though. Um, you were here in July 2018. Ah, cool, cool, cool. But yeah, Jersey Devils is not wrong about that statement, man. Um, it felt good when JY won the IWGP title. It felt really, really, really good. Um, you know. Oh, so it's rainy in Florida. So that rain is going to come over to freaking New York, man. Like, it, it was so windy for the past, like, two days. I'm like, what the fuck? How is this, like, so windy? But yeah, you guys get to bask in my glory. And my sunlight. You get to bask in my sunlight. Um, anyway. I really hope that Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm turns out to be a very, very wonderful match. Um, because, like, it just needs to be. Um, oh, damn. Wow. Alex, make sure to hydrate and uh, stay cool. Um, that sucks. Um, but... Yeah, um, I just wish that uh, Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm will have a wonderful match where um, it will be a very good match. Um, I still need to see more from Tony Storm um, because I don't believe in her just yet. I, I'm not drawn to her to be like, all right, I can get behind her. Like, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know what her character is. That's all. Um, but I really do hope that this is going to be a very good match on the card. I hope it's not like the first match. It better not be the first match. Um, so, yeah. I guess we can just quickly talk about John Moxley versus Tanahashi. 
First of all, you know, I, I said it once, I'll say it again, that John Moxley is a hit or miss for me. Um, I also don't like the way that he fucking talks to Tanahashi. Uh, just because he's like, I've been trying to, you know, get your attention and I've been chasing you here and there and shit. Um, hold on. Uh, I hope that Tony doesn't have the same private problems of Jeff Hardy. Uh, I could tell you this though, because Tony Storm said in her promo that she dropped out of school at 15 you can tell she doesn't have the discipline needed to be in the business, so to speak, even though she was in stardom. And I know that in Japan, they have a lot more uh, discipline. Uh, like, it's a lot more stricter. Um, you know, it's just that the way that she goes about handling certain things when they get a little too overwhelming for her is a little bit questionable especially how she decided to leave WWE, um, very questionable. Um, because, you know, again, as someone who thinks very logically, um, and there's always two sides to every story, um, you know, you learn in life that sometimes you have to cover your bases. You have to cover your ass, especially if you're going to be working in like a corporate job or even a regular nine to five job where you know that like certain policies in order for you to like not get reprimanded, you would need like, you know, either a doctor's note or um, just some type of note where like you could cover your ass and be like, yeah, um, I was here so-and-so. So, you know, you can't fire me or you can't reprimand me because I told you in advance, but you didn't pay attention. But yeah, you learned that in life. And then to say in a promo that you dropped out of school at 15, I have a lot of questions. Like how the fuck were you dropping out at, at school at 15? And you know, your parents didn't say shit about it. Right? Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I have a different thinking because I'm here in America and, you know, Tony Storm is a New Zealander wrestler, but she stood mainly in like the UK for like wrestling. I don't know if she went to like school in the UK, but like we obviously have two different uh, schools of like thought and like ideology and shit. But I have a lot of questions. Um, you don't get the chance to drop out at 15 and think that you know, um, you know more than somebody or, um, I don't know, you don't, you don't really tell them that, Hey, you know, if you're not going to book me on the tour, um, then I'm going to go have a dentist appointment or whatever. Like there's certain protocols and steps you learn as you go through life, um, and how to fit in with society and like, you know, what to do in situations like that. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going with it, but I just know that I have a lot of questions knowing that she uh, dropped out at 15 and her actions are just very questionable. But, you know, I hope that she can not do that to AEW because, like, if if you do that to one company, you're more than likely to repeat it just because of, like, you know, if you get overwhelmed, sometimes people use that as, like, an excuse to get out of something rather than having a sit-down conversation and be like, hey, this is why I need to, 
get away from this. This is how I'm feeling. This is not right. Like you shouldn't be treating people this way. Um, I wasn't aware of that in my job description. Like there's ways to talk about things that are uncomfortable. Um, just so that way people don't think that, uh, you're going to bail on them when it gets too difficult for you. You know, obviously if like someone had to drop out at 15, um, they probably got overwhelmed for whatever reasons. And no one taught them how to really have that conversation of like, Hey, this is really starting to bug me. I'm overwhelmed. Um, let me just get this all out. Just be, you know, there to hear me out. Um, so yeah, I approach things in like a logical way where like, if, if you want to be an adult, you gotta talk things out like an adult. Um, but yeah, other than that, not really much, but going back to, uh, the main event that should be John Moxley versus, uh, Tanahashi for the AEW interim world championship title. Um, I'll say it again that, uh, you know, John Moxley is a hit or miss for me. Uh, so, you know, when he comes out and he has his promo and he's all like, I've been chasing you Tanahashi for years and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, next thing you know, it's like, you know, people are going to call him the ace. And I'm here like, bro, you got to put in the fucking work. Now I know why he hasn't been putting in that work to New Japan Pro Wrestling. And that's because Tony Khan has been keeping him from going to New Japan Pro Wrestling and, um, and it's like, bro, like, why the fuck are you keeping him from going to like New Japan Pro Wrestling? If you want the Forbidden Door to succeed, why are you stopping these wrestlers? Are these wrestlers not independent contractors? Because all of your little minions on the, on the internet, especially on Twitter are like, they're independent contractors. They could go where they want. They could wrestle where they want. But the moment New Japan Pro Wrestling gets mentioned, everyone is like, hush, hush about it. Everyone, you know, don't say shit about it. But if it's like the indies, everyone on Twitter is like, they're independent contractors, leave them alone. You know, that's what a wrestler is. I get that. I get that. That's what a wrestler is. But if Tony Khan, you know... Uh, wasn't stopping them before. Why the hell is he stopping them to go to New Japan Pro Wrestling if all the paperwork is taken care of? Everything is in agreement. Both sides are like, yes, your wrestler could come over here and do a little bit of a tour because we're setting up for Forbidden Door. If everything is 100%, why the fuck are you stopping them? That's what I don't understand about the internet wrestling community, that they'll take anything at face value, but the moment that someone is questioning them... They, like, act like little tiny children rather than having a conversation. This is why, you know, AEW as a product isn't growing because there's a certain amount of people or bots or just Twitter users that, you know, would basically stop any questioning from people who are starting to realize that AEW is not, like, the best company there is when it should be. They're good at certain things. They're not good at everything. Um, but yeah, it's just that now I got to change my attitude about John Moxley because Tony Khan was the one that was stopping this from happening, from happening anywhere else. 
and people don't want to blame Tony Khan, but people want to blame people that bring this to light, you know? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but, yeah, I hope that this turns out to be a good match. I hope that John Moxie does not bleed within the first five minutes of the match. You know, it's a good thing that John Moxie went to rehab um, and to get himself better. But when you replace one addiction with another, meaning to keep on blading, then there's something wrong and that has to be talked about. You can't just go from saying that you're cure of your demons and you don't want to drink anymore to blading, which is just replacing the addiction that you just fought off. Um, I really need John Moxie to stop blading in his matches. I really do need that to like really just to like stop um, him blading. Tanahashi is going to have a really good match. Uh, you know, he's going to throw in some stuff there. I hope we see some new movesets from Tanahashi. We're going to get the, uh, you know, dragon screw. Uh, he's definitely going to do the cloverleaf. Um, he's going to do some other stuff. But other than that, like, I really hope that this come, turns out to be a good match. But we all know that John Moxie is winning. We all know that John Moxie is winning. Um, John Moxie is no Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah, I know, but eventually he might end up becoming that uh, Jersey Devil. Like, I, I don't know, man. I just want him to stop blading. I just want him to actually have a freaking wrestling match and shit. Tanahashi is 46? The fuck? <laughs> man, I don't... Man, is he really 46? See, Tanahashi is like... A god. And like... He's like infinite. So I don't really care about Tanahashi's age. I really don't. But <laughs> to know that he's... To know that he's 46... is sort of like... What? You know? Um... It's just, it's just super, super funny. Uh, I want to get, I want to get old like him. <laughs> um, interesting, man. Uh, it's like Moxie never outgrew. Yeah, he, I, I can see that he never outgrew the CZW um, mentality. Um, all right. So I covered all these matches for the Forbidden Door. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Tanahashi is like in the locker room of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, yep, definitely, definitely. He's definitely a locker room leader. One day, I want to meet Tanahashi. I would like to hug him if he likes hugs. And I would also like to eat a burger with him. And I would like to get our hair done together. Like, I want I want to have fun with Tanahashi. Uh, that's what I want to do. Um, so I think I covered everything. Uh, that there is to cover about the Forbidden Door. Um, next up, we're going to be covering some New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, strong um, stuff because we got the tag team titles to talk about. <clears throat> but first, yes, he is the most respected person in Japan. Um, if this show sucks, you can call it Forbidden Door. <sighs> Jersey Devil, don't tempt me. If I do that, everyone is going to come after me with their pitchforks. <laughs> 